So I'd, I'd first like to thank the people present who have heard parts of the story before and who've read parts of the story before, and those of you who have helped edit parts of the story before. So, and, and the fact that you can't hear me, that's fine. You've, you've like heard part of this before. <laughs> so um, even, even whenever I was thinking, I don't even know which part I want to read, I asked, I said, oh, I'll read the last chapter. And he's like, don't read the last chapter. Okay. And so, but then I looked at the next last chapter and I actually didn't want to read it. And so I started flipping back, instead of flipping from the beginning to the end to find one I wanted to read, I flipped them the other way. So I think we're in a, I think we're in a kind of good spot, I hope. Um, there are a lot of characters. The ones you need to know about, and, and thank you for the introduction because that's what I was actually going to have to, to say to begin with. I started blogging it, and the characters grew as, as the blog grew. And what, but what you need to know now is that there was this rock group from the, was it the 60s? Was it the 70s? Was it the 80s? Was it the 90s? We're not entirely certain. Okay, this is kind of a generic rock group from the past. Okay, who um, had a had a ghostwriter? I mean, they toured, but they had a, they had, they had a writer that they had not acknowledged. To put it that way, not publicly anyway, um, because she had gotten sick, and they could never really figure out what was wrong with her. And so, um, friends of their group, uh, former publicist, had had a friend who died. Okay, and that's actually where the blog starts. It starts with the death of the friend. Um, the the friend, unfortunately was a middle-aged woman who died of anorexia, okay? And that came as a shock to her friends because she had not told them there was anything wrong, okay? So it, had a, a, so well, it starts off with the story being about what happens to friends when their friends start dying. Do they remain friends or, do they, or does, does their group dissipate? So, uh, so, so where we're at here in the story, so skip ahead a few pages. Um, uh, the name of the rock group is a slip of the cue. Okay, the lead singer is Ayil. All right, the lead guitarist is Wayland. Okay, the other two, the um, the drummer and the bassist, like all with all good rock, rock bands, you don't really know too much about them. Okay, um, let's see the their ghost rider. Not lose my coaster. Their ghost rider was Manon. Okay. Manon, the way this is going to read, it's going to be Manon's friend Faustine, but Faustine was really Elodie's friend. Elodie was who died of anorexia. You get the point. I have a sign-up sheet in the back if you'd like to get a copy of it. I'm just going to start reading basically in the middle of the book at this point. Okay, and, and can you wave and ask a question if it's just like there's no way anybody could follow at this point? Okay. Ayil, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to annotate it as I go. If there's something I know you can't know, I'm just going to say Ayil. Now, Ayil is the, leader of the, rock, the, the lead singer for the rock band. Okay. Ayil texted Faustine. Faustine's that friend of a friend who's still living. Okay. All right. They were finalizing their plans for the exorcism since they were the only two who had actually done any research on the topic. Faustine was still trying to get back in touch with the priest to get him to come to the seance, but he stopped returning her calls. She had never gotten the brush off from a member of the clergy before. She thought that was harsh, considering how desperate they were. What all do I need to bring, Ayil said. Anything you can get your hands on, Faustine said. I have holy water, but I don't think we can have too much of that. I'm bringing the candelabra, Ayil said. Can you believe they tried to have a seance with electric lights from the mixer? It worked. They were awfully spooky looking. Faustine paused a moment to think. Bring scarves. Your scarf display helped set the mood last time. 
and then we actually have a skip which report point I will actually add in. What a mixer is, is a mixing board. Maybe you've seen them at church. Uh, they're in the back. Uh, they're, they're all the time in the rock bands. They have the person sitting behind the mixer is the one who gets to say how loud everybody is the entire time. And to try to get Manon, who had been their ghostwriter, back out into the, the public view again, they started her off by mixing. Okay. Okay. A yield, a yield called the lead singer for DD and PF. And as soon as I say that, I've introduced another rock band. Friend, friend, people have friends of friends. Rock bands have friends of rock bands. Okay. DD and PF are, is a rock band friend of the, the main group. A slip of the cue. All right. A yield called the lead singer for DD and PF. He wanted the plans for the exorcism to be consistent. The lead singer for DDNPF had one major question for Ayil. What are you going to do with Manon's cell phone during the seance? He still had a visual of the pieces of her candy apple red cell phone looking at it like it had been run over by banshees. I suppose she'll have hers with her, Ayil said. I hadn't thought about, her, about having her leave her cell phone at home. I wonder why the ghost is obsessed with her cell phone anyway. I want to know where Manon's cell phone is at all times, the lead singer said. Did they, get you, did they tell you we found her cell phone smashed in our equipment trailer a couple of weeks after the last seance? No one told me, Ayil said. Ayil often wondered if their problems weren't simply a lack of communication. For that, a crushed cell phone would be an apt metaphor. He could never say for certain what had happened when things went wrong. There was always a predicament that no one bothered to tell him about that everyone else already understood. It drove him crazy. We also had a head in the meeting of the highway the day after the last seance, the lead singer said. Did you give her back her cell phone or throw it away? We put it in a baggie and gave it back to her. What she did with it after that, I don't know, the lead singer said. Jacob told me that Wayland's cell phone went missing at the hospital. Wayland started, Ma started using Manon's at that point, since it materialized in place of his cell phone. No one knows what that means, and I can't get Wayland to talk to me about it, Eel said. Wayland's the lead guitarist. Okay. Um, just a little bit more with the chapter. Is it too bad? Are you kind of? Maybe? Okay, I'll keep going. Thank you. Appreciate your patience. On poker seance night at the Fleer Casino and Resort, resort both bands were at hand. Only close friends and relatives were invited. Waylon's second wife decided not to come. Her absence was a mystery. She didn't say why, and Tig didn't understand either. The owners of the resort watched. Tig, who's yet another character I haven't explained yet. That's just um, Wayland's son. Okay. Uh, once they realized that they might have an actual poltergeist, uh, the owners of the resort watched. Once they realized that they might have an actual poltergeist on their premises, they wanted to see firsthand for themselves. The owners left the grand piano on the stage in case anyone needed one. Manon took the opportunity to play a little in front of strangers. She got used to mixing in public, but had started to give up on playing in front of a crowd, however small. Everyone asked Manon where her cell phone was constantly. DD and PF went ahead and brought their mixing board in case they needed a backup seance. They weren't sure how playing poker was going to proceed, or even why a slip of the cue wanted another method. Every person they asked said they played poker a different way. Cards up, cards down, Texas Hold'em, California High, Low Split. No one said the same thing twice. Ayel had thought that playing poker would lead, lend consistency to the event, making it sound less eccentric. They set the microphones up for Manon, the piano, and Waylon. They ran the sound through their mixing board. Waylon arranged the colored electrical tape down the side the same way Manon did previously as backup. Faustine brought her holy water in a sprayer bottle. Manon disapproved of the liberty Faustine took with the holy water. You're supposed to anoint people with it, not spray the water around the room like disinfectant. Ayil brought his own holy water, which he kept respectably in a bottle. Ayil brought consecrated oil as well, which he gave to Waylon. 
On the other hand, he also brought his candelabra with candles and several large silk scarves and various designer prints. Whelan thought he might get Manon to dance with the scarves later. A slip of the queue brought a cooler with drinks in case anybody needed a beer during the exorcism. D.D. and P.F. brought sandwiches, which made Manon think of Sebastian. There was an incident with Sebastian and sandwiches earlier. Okay. The owners put the leftover cake backstage on a tray. The bass guitarist put Manon and Waylon's cell phones together in a little shrine that folded like a book but stood upright on its own. Since Waylon kept using Manon's after the ghost, since Waylon kept using Manon's cell phone after the ghost gave it to him, both phones had been Manon's at some point. Sapphire with rhinestones hinged to emerald green. Ayil put prayer candles in front of them. The cell phone shrine was located in the front of the auditorium near the poster of the Ferris wheel. They looked for a, a picture as similar as they could find to the ride at the theme park. Um, there, Manon had a near-death experience at the, the, that ride. Okay. Uh, Waylon hung yellow marigolds on it like during a Mexican celebration after Halloween, the Day of the Dead. Manon sang softly to herself. She made up words to the tune of Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Shoo, 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 the ghost, make him go away. Merrily, 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 you can save the day. Somehow or another, she went flat in the process of singing and modulated to a minor key. Her voice carried through the hall above the others, which was strangely captivating. So many attendees had different game plans for the seance. Ayil wondered how many different seances there were actually going to be. Wayland started to deal, to deal the cards on top of the piano. Tig walked up to the piano to be dealt in. You aren't dealing me in, Ayil said. You're on ghost detail, Waylon said as he finished dealing, pointing to the mixing board. One of the hands is for the ghost. Me and Manon are going to touch the cards with our fingertips to see which way the ghost wants to move them. How do we recognize what he's saying, Ayil said. Once we ascertain that he's here, we can lay them out according to the alphabet to see what he's saying, Waylon said. Do we let the numbers correspond to the letters, or does whichever letter he moves it to count, Ayil said. I'll put them in order. Whichever one he tells us to move is the letter he's chosen, Manon said. How are we going to interpret the cards, Faustine said. Red 1 to 10 are the letters A to J, black 1 to 10 are K to Z, Waylon said. Who's writing it down, Ayil? Ayil waved his acquiescence with his cell phone. He plugged his cell phone into the mixing board. On it were recordings of the band playing Love in All Its Glory, which was their biggest hit with Manon. Okay. Uh, hymns and a demo of God Save Us for peop from People Who Hate Love Songs, which was the throwaway song that Manon and Waylon were, uh, were still working on. Uh, Ayil thought, <coughs> thought it would have sounded better as a country tune, but they recorded it as a trip-hop number. He threw in a reading of Psalm 91 for good measure, plus he managed to get a recording of a ram's horn. What are we going to get the ghost to say, Manon said. Anything he wants to. We merely want him to show up again, Ayil said. What are we going to do the ghost once he gets here, Manon said. What are we going to do once he gets here, Waylon corrected her. Remember, he's probably already here and can hear you. Lovely thought, boy, Ayil said sarcastically, compensating for lost nerves. Lovely thought. He drank his beer in earnest. We're going to perform the exorcist that Ayil and I have put together. Faustine moved to the, st moved to the stage without anyone noticing. I've got a bottle in case we can actually make the genie go back into it, Ayil smiled and toasted with his beer. It was nice of Fleer Casino to let us have the exorcism here, Faustine said. It was best since this is where we saw him materialize before, Ayil said. The owners of the casino stayed in the back near the doors. Jacob stood on the stage behind a yell a couple of feet away. D.D. and P.F. hung out by the stage door, which put them between the seance and the stage door like the previous seance. 
The friends and family sat in the middle of the auditorium. The families didn't bunch up, but strung across the middle of the auditorium from one exit to the other. How, how am I for time? Am I over? Are we good? Have I, are we, can you indulge me a little bit more? Okay, thank you. Manon started playing Love in All Its Glory. Ayil and Waylon started to sing. The ba bass guitarist found an amp to plug into. The drummer hit his tambourine. They sang through it without incident, surprisingly. They braced on the is never going to be for me part, expecting the worst to happen. Nothing. Then they started playing with the cards. Waylon had dealt. They played penny poker, so loose change started rattling around. Manon and Waylon touched a couple of the ghost cards before they felt one move underneath their fingers. They discarded it and dealt the ghost another card. Bidding was a bit trickier. By the time they had both put their fingers on the coin, it was hard to tell if it hadn't it was hard to tell if they hadn't pushed it themselves. Coins aren't that big. Oddly enough, the ghost, the ghost won the first hand. It's because I haven't played poker before, Manon. Manon shoved the cards towards Waylon to reshuffle. You played with me, Tig said. For instructional purposes, Manon said. Waylon said to Tig, you said you hadn't been playing with anyone. I needed to talk to Manon without everybody knowing about it, Tig said. He was only over one afternoon. We only talked about poker, Manon said. Is poker still on your bucket list then, Waylon said. I don't know, Manon said. Do we play another round or we do, or go for the alphabet, Ayil said. I'll move the cards over, Manon said. Ayil played a recording of Love and All Its Glory. Again, that was their biggest hit. Softly in the background while Manon arranged the cards. Okay, we go through them one at a time, Manon said. What's your name? Yeah, who are we talking to, Waylon said. Touching the cards, Manon and Waylon spelled out Bill. Ayil tensed, tensed up while his eyes jerked over to Faustine. Are you the only one here, Manon said. How many are here? Manon and Waylon sensed the two hearts move. I take it that means two ghosts are here, Manon said. When are you going to leave? Faustine prompted Manon with notes from Faustine's cell phone. Ayil silently gave thanks that Manon was taking the initiative since it was her exorcism. Manon and Waylon let the card spell out, Write me a song. It took several passes through the deck. Faustine realized they took a lot longer with this seance than they had the previous one. But no one had seen Bill yet this time either. We were on that project already, Bill, Ayel said. Bill would never know that the would never know the tune was intended to be a throwaway song. He cued God Save Us from People Who Ate Love Songs. This song is dedicated to Bill. The band started playing along with the recording. Faustine decided it was time to spray the holy water. She gave everyone on stage a on stage a face spritz and doused the cards um, a bit. She even sprayed Ayel's beer for good measure. We haven't seen him this time, Manon said. Look there, Faustine said. She pointed beside the dessert tray. There was an old, tall, thin, grizzled man grabbing a bite with his hand from the tray. Then he walked away through the stage door exit. I'm going to go spray the dessert, Faustine said. She ran over to the dessert tray and sprayed holy water on it before uh, looking around to see where Bill went. D.D. and P.F. stood near their van. Did you see anyone leave, Faustine said. No. Is it over? It might be, Faustine said. Ayil decided enough of the seance was over since Faustine had walked away. He played the, 50, the 91st Psalm. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Then he played the ram's horn so much he lost track of how many times he had played it and forgot how many times it was supposed to be played anyway. Then there was silence. Although there was no breeze, the top card of the deck blew over. It was the Six of Hearts. Faustine strode into the pickup and delivery area behind the stage. Did any of you see that man, older and grizzled looking? The lead guitarist uh, for uh, DD and for the phosphorescent freckles part of DD and PF shelved his guitar, then tried to pack the drummer's cymbals. Didn't anyone notice him, Faustine said. 
The guitarist's face went from mild concern to extreme worry in a couple of seconds. The lead singer ran over to her. He didn't want her touching the equipment, but he also didn't want to search for a head in the meeting of a road again. What man? The drummer appeared at the corner of the van at that point. An old guy entered, appeared out of nowhere, the drummer said. He wore black, blue jean jacket. Yeah, Faustine agreed. It was made out of blue jean and it was a black jacket. Did you see his face, the drummer said. I don't know. I think it was the ghost, Faustine said. Did he say anything, the drummer asked. Faustine sp sputtered, fluttered, and defensive. I didn't hear him say anything. He took dessert from the tray and I followed him over here. She pointed at the dessert tray. Waylon walked over to the tray. He counted pieces of cake. He took dessert from the tray, the drummer said. Yeah, he grabbed some cake and took off, Faustine said. Well, that's one way of finding something sweet inside him, Waylon said. A yell made no sudden moves around a potential <laughs> poltergeist. He sauntered over nonchalantly like they didn't have a care in the world. Is he still here, a yell said. I haven't seen anything, the lead singer for DDMPF said. How many pieces of cake did we eat, Faustine said. I'll do a head count before anyone leaves, Waylon said. I'll collect the plates. Were any thrown away yet, Tig said. I think the trash is over there, Ayel said. Why would he take any cake, the drummer of DDMPF said. He was doing what the song said, Waylon said. Yeah, Faustine concurred. Let me find something sweet inside you today was right before the chorus of Take Me Home. Has he gone home, home now? The lead singer for DDMPF asked Ayel while gesturing with his arm to the blue sky outside the loading and unloading shed. As though Ayel would know because he was the lead singer for a slip of the cue. Subconsciously, the lead singer for DDNPF might not have thought that the other uh, band members could talk. Let me count the cake today, since you're all in pieces anyway, the lead singer for DDNPF sang a little out of tune underneath his breath. He had been writing so much recently, he couldn't shut that part of his brain down completely, regardless of the appropriateness of the situation. In the complete silence backstage, he whispered lyrics, his whispered lyrics screamed in the darkness. Not now, Waylon hissed at him. After they did a head count, in uh, a cake piece count, they met to confer. D Does he have to do what the song said, the bass guitarist said? What the card said was, write me a song. That means if we wrote him a song, he would go away, Ayel said. We already had a song to drive away the demon, so we dedicated it to him and sang it. Faustine did see him at the dessert tray, Waylon said. Is it possible that he's gone now? Do we know that he took a piece of the cake, Man said. The casino owner said they put out 30 pieces of cake. We have 26 pieces eaten by the band and family members, including those who took two pieces, Waylon said. There were three on the table when I was beside it, Faustine said. But for all I know, he was picking up crumbs. A yell paced the length of the stage. We need to do this again so we can see if he's going to come back. <laughs> Thank you. And, and uh, Tom Betts is coming next, right?